What's up, my fellow High Vibers? Kid Carson here, broadcasting live from the lobby of the Paradox Hotel in downtown Vancouver. That's where my little podcasting booth is. So if you're ever in the, in the hood, come and, come and knock in the window and say hi. Listen, um, my voice isn't 100% back. I was in the hospital recently. I won't get into it now, but they, they put a tube in my chest. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm just, my lung, my, my, one of my lungs collapsed and you know, I'll do another episode on that because I want to share my, the insights and the things I took away from that experience. But that was just a, a few weeks ago and I'm still bouncing back. But Corey George was in the neighborhood. And so we, we hopped in the booth and we talked all about what it's like to really be awake, what people think is awake, what awake really is. And he always drops truth bombs on stage at Kid Carson and Friends. He's spoken at all my events, except for the Toronto one. He couldn't make that. But he recently just brought the house down in Calgary. And he's coming back to speak May 27th here in Vancouver at the Paradox Hotel. We put him on last because he just literally walks off the stage with a mic drop and people's minds are blown. And make sure you come see Corey George speak live in a person at the Paradox Hotel, May 27th. Kid Carson and Friends, Mark Groves, Sarah Swain, Kaylor Betts. We've got Eva, who's just been added to the lineup. She's the lawyer who cross-examined Trudeau, and she's got some interesting insights to share. So it's going to be amazing. we got to bring a friend special happening right now, kidcarson.com. It's a full-day seminar all about being the best version of yourself, leveling up your mindset, and just connecting with the most incredible group of like-minded people. It's just a, a room of hundreds of insanely awesome people. It's just a beautiful day full of love. So make sure you're there, Kid Carson and Friends, at the end of May. Tickets are only on sale till May the 6th. And a huge shout out to our title sponsor, The Wellness Company, helping us put on this show. Okay, let's get into it. Corey George, enjoy this convo. What's going on? On his Happy birthday. Yeah, on, on his my birthday. birthday. Hey. One of the best ways I could have spent my birthday. You, me, and... And uh, we'll get together with Kaler later. Go cheers, for dinner. buddy. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Mm-hmm. Drinking a nice soda Thank waters you. here. There we go. This is one of my first, this is my second interview since having my little lung thing. Yeah. So I don't feel like I have full power yet. Okay. I'm just going to put that as, as a disclaimer. Yeah. Because if I'm huffing and puffing, you might think it's I'm just uh, succumbing to Corey's good looks. Okay. And the power of the beard. Getting hot and bothered. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is, uh, it's not that. Okay. There's always a little bit of that. Fine, it's not that. <laughs> I got to say, um, it's been awesome having you in my last few events. Yeah. Now people show up and they're like, you know, I didn't know who that Corey guy was, but I sure as hell know who he is now. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that too. That w- I mean, I put yeah. you at the end of the show yeah. for the first one. For every talk since then, all the other speakers have come to me privately and they're like, whatever you do, don't put me on after Corey George. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of a mic drop at the end, you know. It so. is. Can you describe what you're doing at these at these uh, from the stage? Well, yeah, um, I will. I think we'll get to that. Yeah. How long okay. do you want to do this cast? Well, you know, I do have um, someone else who wants to use the studio at okay. four. What time is it? Now? Can, it's like three twenty-five. Oh, bro, we need more. We need more than half an hour. I know. We'll should have we, to. Should we push them like half fifteen? We're gonna minutes? push. Let's see. Tell, if them, I can. tell them. Tell them. We need at least an hour. How long can I push you? Is it Mr. Foster? No, it's uh, Dr. Vaughn. Okay, cool. Yes. Not really a doctor, but you know, I just randomly a, I call should, my friends doctors. I, I should make a, a documentary called What is a Doctor? Because <laughs> yeah. if a fucking doctor doesn't heal you, what the hell? Because I've been helping lots of people with <sighs> autoimmune diseases right now. So people have been coming to me 
I probably get five to seven people a week who message me with an autoimmune disease. And I've helped a lot of them just right off the hop feel a lot better within the first two, three weeks. Like more than their naturopath has helped them in this doctor and their acupuncturist and this, and their, you know, room, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Fuck, there's a word. Aromatherapist? No, no, rheumatoid, (laughs) blah. Anyway, like basically friggin' autoimmune doctors, gastroenterologists, et cetera. And it's like, what is a doctor? Like, because people are like, like, I'll give people advice, like, oh, are you a doctor? I'm like, fucking no, I'm an expert. It's better than Mm. a doctor because I get the result. Because you've gone through something where you've healed yourself. Yeah. And you talk about that when you're on the stage. You talk about that on your website when you read about who is Corey George. Yeah, well, the difference is like, too is like there's a lot of people who have healed themselves but they don't actually know what they did they think it's i went plant-based they think it's i went you know i did this juice therapy thing and it's, i did this i did that it's like actually most likely that's not what it was most likely it was the decisions you made and it was the shift in biochemistry that you went through that maybe the diet helped with but ultimately it was a decision you made and you turned off epigenetically a set of sequences that was causing the illness Right, because most of the disease is autogenetic, which means it, it started within the body. It's not exogenetic. It doesn't come from outside the body. Right, it's not pathogenic. Like cancer is not something you contract. It's something your body creates. Mm, so there's right. no solution. There's no cure to cancer. You have to turn cancer off. Mm, it's a program. Very controversial. What you're saying? Oh yeah, but we won't. Maybe. We, <laughs> yeah, I just realized I don't want to get filtered already. Get censored already. We'll get no, censored but, in the first. 10 but minutes. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. But if you're hearing this sort of thing for the first time, you're like, what's this, guy, yeah. what's this guy talking about? Yeah. So do we want to give me some, let's credential me real quick. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's we'll do talk that. About, and then we maybe set an intention for the show. Okay. And then get into it. That way we don't hop right into a rabbit hole right away. Yeah. Let's do it. I guess set like a structure. Okay. So who's yeah. Corey George? A business owner, uh, chronic illness survivor, uh, you know, ex-drug addict, you know, ex not criminal. I mean, I was arrested three times before I was 21. Um, and then youngest executive in a billion dollar company at 24, uh, entrepreneur at 27, multimillionaire by 31, 32, uh, no college education, you know, mentored by the top 0.1% on the planet. And, uh, you know, I'm a freedom fighter, even though the word fight would imply that you're already combating a problem. So I don't even like to say fight, but I'm a, you know, I'm a human rights activist, you know, and I don't even say activist is not even the right word either. I, I'm, de- I'm for human rights, you know, I'm for uh, personal liberties and freedoms, I'm for protecting the Western way of life that has created this opportunity for me to have so much opportunity, mm. you know, and for, for us to live this amazing ex- existence that we have in the West, my, you know, my intentions are to protect that and to expand it. So I think like the way that we wake up you know, like people talk about being awake. So I think we can go on the theme of, of even how I spoke at your event, mm. which is a lot. What is the definition of awake? Like we, we really um, have a lot of people now and most of your listeners are going to be people who call themselves awake. I'm awake, not woke. Right. I make that joke at your show too. And I did it both and people all laugh. It's like, you know, I'm awake. I identify as awake. I'm not, I'm not woke. I'm awake. And Awake usually means for most people, if I could generalize it, is that they're consumed with the problem of what's going on in society. Mm. They're aware that there are evildoers. They're aware that these evildoers are acting covertly. So they dress as philanthropists like Bill Gates, George Soros. These guys act like they're philanthropists, but they're actually um, 
you know, they're merchants of chaos, right? Mm. They sell and deal out chaos. They, they sell and deal out uncertainty. They destabilize economies. They are destabilizing the Western way of life. So if you say, hey, what does it mean to be awake? Most people don't even know what it really means. But that's, that's how they're defining it. It's like, oh, I'm aware of the problem. Like, I, I'm aware of GMO foods. I'm aware that, you know, majority of vaccines, if not all vaccines, are more damaging they are, than they are helpful. You know, I'm aware of the actions, you know, being taken by the Chinese government to infiltrate our government. I'm aware that, you know, there's a globalist group of people on the planet, a pretty small group, that is bent on, you know, um, creating a new global order, Right. Mm-hmm. They're aware of all these things. They've gone down all these rabbit holes. But the awake also includes a lot of delusional people. Well, those rabbit holes are deep. Very delusional. <laughs> you know, you start with, you know, GMOs, mRNAs, and you're not even controversial now. It is completely destructive and everybody knows it. Even people on the, like less than 2% of people are getting booster shots. Mm. So everybody knows that they're, they're terrible for you. But even conventional vaccine schedules, incredibly dangerous, right? So that's... Being aware of that's good, you know, and then being aware that there are suppressive agendas in, woven into media, right? When you turn on Netflix, most of it is propaganda now. Most mm. of these new films are propaganda, right? And it's woven in in the most subtle ways. All the protagonists are African-American now or, you know, a person of color. And then all the antagonists are all white men, right? White straight men. Mm. Those are always the evil guys. And, you know, America's bad, Right. Capitalism is bad in all the movies. Right. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Right. Right. Um, So it's it's good to be aware that that influence is there and that they're trying to program you that way. Um, So that's awake, so to speak. But that's not really awake because I've defined awake as if you're awake, then you're aware of the influence. And then not only does it not affect you, but you're using that energy to accelerate your life Mm. and you're turning it on them. Like if you and I get in a fight. I, I pray if I get in a street fight that someone pushes me, like, with their might. Because as soon as you push me, I have your back. Right? Right. So I don't push in fights. Like, you know, you watch a pro UFC fight. I don't walk up to you and push you. Because if they push you, perfect. I'm just going to yank you and get behind yeah, yeah. you, right? Yeah. Right? So, but I'm going to use that push to accelerate my situation. And I'm going to dance with it. So I'm not going to fight it. Mm. Right? I'm going to use it. So, and, and people don't get past the being aware and then spinning their wheels, being well, pissed off, upset yeah. to wake other people up, to wake other people. <laughs> they call waking people up, spreading fear. Right. And it's like, okay, so what is really going on, on the planet is that it, there's psychological warfare going on period. But the thing is, it was always going on. It, it didn't start during COVID. Like it was going on long before that. It was just a lot more subtle. So we are living in a time of psychological warfare and it didn't stop with COVID. So now the COVID, now that they've run COVID out, now they're going to run out the trans agenda. So now it's the LGBTQ, the sexualization of children. They'll fail with that just like they failed with COVID. So the cool thing is the failure of the COVID agenda woke up a whole bunch more people, right? So you're seeing the dwindling spiral and we could talk about human behavior, the elite, when you're out ethics, when you're out of integrity, you can only maintain that so long. Eventually, you self-sabotage into like f- complete failure. And that's the, s- the spiral we're watching the elite go down. They're making so many mistakes, it's crazy, right? So now it's the, the trans agenda. 
that's being weaponized. Like they took the, the gay rights agenda, which is a good agenda. Like, fuck, like if, if you want to be gay, like, yeah, it shouldn't be like Saudi Arabia. It mm -hmm. shouldn't be like the Middle East where you get like stoned and, you know, and beaten or put in jail. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Like there should be gay rights. But what's happened is this evil syndicate of people, like a small group of powerful people, they've now weaponized the gay rights agenda. And now it's even turning into sexualization of children. That's what they're trying to push. And they're just losing more and more and more supporters right. as they go along. Because I'll talk to liberals who are closeted against all of this shit. They're like call themselves liberals. So they're failing right now. Like the, the elite are failing. That's what's going on. But it's psychological warfare. They're literally taking shots at, at the population. And they're actually, I'll tell you exactly what they're doing on a psychological level. But yeah, that's what's no, going it's, on. It's, yeah, I was going to say that it's, uh, it's funny that like I don't know anyone who's against gay rights, yeah. who's against trans people. It's, it's more like, hey, love everybody, like let everyone do what they want to do. But you're right, they've weaponized it. So why, why, can you maybe explain? Well, they did it with BLM too. Like, right. I agree with the sentence, Black Lives Matter. I agree with that. I think you agree with that. I think mm. everybody yeah, of can course. Hear it, can agree with it. But I don't support that group at all. It's a terrorist organization that supports Antifa, that destroys small businesses and lights entire communities on fire and stole a whole bunch of, of money that they fundraised and misappropriated it to make themselves rich and funneled that money into the democratic uh, race, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't support the group. That was another weaponized group. They use right. that to create social issues. And if you look at the graphs of when BLM trended, it was before Donald Trump's first election and then right before his second election. Mm. And then you'll probably see it come before the 47th presidential election. Yeah. Do you want to dive into a little bit of, of, of Sorry, why weaponize yeah, So why weaponize it? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, why so, weaponize that? So most of it's distraction. So most people weren't free before the pandemic. So they're like, oh, we want our freedom and we've lost our freedom. It's like, dude, you weren't free before. Like I, that's why I think you like having me at those events and why I think a lot of people like having me at those events because they think I'm going to come up there and ste step on a soapbox and tell them everything they want to hear. Like, yeah, like, you know we live this way of life and we want our freedom back and we're not woke. And it's like, actually I'm here to tell you you're the problem. The The left is not the problem. George Soros is not the problem. Bill Gates is not the problem. Uh, Klaus Schwab, you know, say, well, it's the bugs, you know, like, <laughs> right. Like they aren't the problem. You're the problem. And why are we the problem? What's stopping you right now from having more in your life? Like you're not free. Okay. Are you not free to pick up a book and improve yourself on, on how to make more money? Is that being stopped? Is anyone stopping you from starting a business? Is anyone stopping you from paying for a course or a workshop on getting better at your craft, whether it's real estate, investing, money? No? No one's stopping you? Okay. Anyone stopping you from getting in better shape or, or reading or learning about uh, getting healthier or studying a course in nutrition and health and learning how to get your brain function to improve? Anyone stopping you from doing that? No. Okay. Got it. So there's no one stopping you from going after your dreams and goals? Oh, no. No, there's not. Oh, okay. So there's no one stopping you from doing all these things, but you're not fucking doing them? So there's no one stopping us from literally doing, okay, is there anyone stopping you from consecutively studying, improving your financial situation, improving your business skills, growing your influence, scaling your business, becoming powerful, getting into you know, an influencer of politics sponsoring certain politicians. Is there anyone stopping you from doing that? No. 
So who's the problem? What are you talking about that you're not free? What are you talking about? Like, you're not free in the sense of you're broke as fuck. That's the issue. Is that you've, you, we, we went our whole lives without an education in finance, yet the entire marketplace, the, the entire dictator of your freedoms has to do with money. And people want to be upset about that and they want to say, well, that's not the way it should be. We should live in a communal space and money is the control system. It's like, okay, whatever, whoever sold you that belief made you into a victim. So keep holding on to that belief and you can keep being a little bitch victim. Whether or not you're right, I'm not here to argue that, right? Is money unfair? Is the current fiat currency system incorrect? Is it, does it naturally funnel money from the bottom to the top? Does it create injustices? Yeah, it does. What the fuck are you going to do about it from the bottom of the pyramid? Nothing. You will change nothing. So you can keep going, being right about that and being broke and not having freedom and not making a difference and being an activist, which is what the big boys want. You play into that hand mm. or you can man the fuck up. Pardon my language. Mm. It's, it's emphatic swearing i only do an, i only do emphatic swearing okay? okay okay so you can man up woman up whatever no man up is the saying it's not woman up okay right. it's okay. man it's up, an ladies. expression yes. okay of most of the ladies who listen to this have bigger balls than the dudes listening okay so <laughs> it's man up and it's like take responsibility but that's a harder game it's easier to go and post a bunch of stuff online and go to a protest that's easy mm. what's hard mm. studying every night i got a book in here Right, I had to bring it because I made a, a I made a pact. This is on uh, uh, science and mental health. Good good book on on human behavior. Mm. Okay, so I'm reading that book, and I made a bet with my buddy that I would get done 14 chapters in 14 days, and the lessons and the study and the and the questions that go with it. Mm. And and each each chapter probably takes about three hours, including the lessons. So it's like I had to bring it because I know I'm not going to get it done. So at some point between you and I doing this and I was going out for dinner with Kaylor. I have to get a course done. Yeah. Right? That's hard. And then not only that, but like, hey, I do one chapter. That doesn't change my life. I do one book. That might change my life and might not. But I do one book and then a course and then another book and then a lecture. And then I go to a workshop on sales, business, marketing. Then I apply it. Then I fail with some of that material, didn't apply it the right way. Then I go back to the materials, I study it again. Then I apply it. Then my company expands right? Then I am at this new level. Then I have to keep studying. Like that's hard. That's what's required to fix the system. Mm -hmm. See, the system is a reflection of all of us. The real issue is that we have a bunch of incompetent citizens and the people who are getting into power, their ethics aren't, aren't there and they're being pre-selected. So the way we handle that is by leveling up ourselves as individuals. There's literally nothing stopping you from becoming wealthy right now. There are more wealthy people. There's two classes that are growing on planet Earth. The, they say it's called the middle class squeeze, right? They're squeezing the middle class. That's exactly true. But there's a whole portion of the upper, of the upper part of the middle class that's climbing into the rich. And then there's a whole portion of the middle class that's, getting, that's falling into poverty. You have to make a decision which group do you want to be in. If you want to be in the protest group, you're going to fall into poverty. But if you want to you know, literally roll up your sleeves pick up the courses, pick up the books, become more functional, become more valuable to society, then you can join the, the, the wealthy class. And that's where you're going to make a difference. And, and I know and, it doesn't sound idealistic, but I'm not an idealistic person. I used to be. Right. But it's not useful. The, and the elites almost um, 
they want you to be awake. Awake. Right. Quote unquote. A fear. Awake. A fear. A fear. Yeah. So that you're sort of caught up in that. You, you'll, be, you'll be in distraction. A deer knows to run from a bear, right? Just to relate it for everybody. So how, and a baby deer has never seen a bear before. It still knows how to run from a bear, right? Yes. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, it's not, it's not like hocus pocus. That's real. Every example I use is going to be real life. I don't do mystical stuff. I went down all that road. So just so everybody knows, I did 11 days in the desert with Buddhists. I lived on a Hare Krishna farm. I did fucking, I don't know how many, probably 100 hours of Reiki. I did energy work. I did psychedelics. All that shit was 99% of it was a waste of time. Really? Yeah. Because the, the solutions for this planet exist within the here and now. You don't need to reach into the metaphysical, into the mystical to solve problems. If you simply understand the mechanics of the physical universe and understand natural law of how this physical universe operates, and you understand the laws of economics, and you understand the laws of human behavior, and you, under, and you operate really well within that, you will be happy, you will be fulfilled, you will make a difference, you will be winning, and you won't be in your mind. You'll be here in present time. You'll be having a great time. You don't need to reach for all that stuff, right? Now, some of those things can provide some therapeutic value. And in which case, I accept the drugs. The drugs always provide short-term therapeutic value for a long-term exchange that's, I think, unequal. But some of those other things can provide some therapeutic value. But it's like a last resort. It's like Michael Jordan, you know, like, oh, you got to visualize. You got to visualize the shot going in. It's like, yeah. well, that's the final touch after you've practiced a thousand times. So you can go study all this energy work and clear your chakras and everything else, but if you don't know what to say to a customer when they say, I'm not interested, sir, of course you're not interested, I knew that, I expected that before I called you. If you were interested, you'd be calling me, I wouldn't be calling you. But let me ask you a question. Right. That's how you handle that, <laughs> right. okay? Compare, right. so I studied that uh -huh. in a business book mm -hmm. from Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. okay? You went to your chakra healer your energy worker, your self-healing, loving modality, didn't learn how to handle the problem, tried to fall in love with yourself, open your energies, and then you went to work, got the same answer, and then it didn't happen. And you're like, well, I'm just, it just wasn't the right time. Right. It's like, you stay broke, <laughs> dude with half the energetic karmic value of you, who's nowhere near as clean as you are energetically, gets the result. So, you know, just like when you, oh, that, that athlete visualized getting the ball in the net. It's like, yeah, but he also practiced a thousand times with good technique and physically worked out and did all the physical things. Right. That's 99% of it. The icing on the cake is all these little energetic things that you can do. Right. Right? Like all these friggin' people that are, oh, I wake up, then I cold shower, and then after I cold shower, I meditate, and after I meditate, I run my goals down. But then they go to work, and they don't know what the fuck to do. So it's like, dude, you did all that. I woke up. I scrolled for 10 minutes. I went. I took a piss. Here's my morning routine sometimes. <laughs> took a piss. I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh, fuck you, piece of shit. Complained about myself. <laughs> said something negative to myself, right? Went downstairs, drank a cup of coffee instead of the greens that I drank or whatever. Right. Did the wrong thing, but went to work. But because I'm a beast and I've been studying and practicing in my craft, I handled the issues. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I got the money. Therefore, I bought the stuff for the happy wife. Therefore, I was able to donate to my church last month $100,000, right? We did uh, like anti-drug campaign. Okay, 
oh my god, I'm able to have an impact without doing cold plunges and this. And now I do cold plunges, but like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen you on Instagram plunging away, without meditating, without doing all this energy work. Yeah, because I know the mechanics of my job. That's the main thing you need to be focused on. And then all the other things. If you want to do some Reiki, I don't advocate it because most people are amateurs; they don't know what they're doing. If you want to do the meditation, if you want to do the affirmations, that's icing on the cake. Yeah, there's people who love the woo-woo stuff. Yeah, but it's um, woo-woo because they don't want to confront the real work. Right. And that's what's going on with the with the awake crowd. Right. I I, I went through all of it. Mm-hmm. So the crowd is going through what I went through in 07. So this is what it looks like. The, here's the pattern of waking up. 07, but it's for anybody, but this is what I went through in 07. 07, I found Loose Change, the documentary about, yes. uh, okay? Mm-hmm. Loose change. Then when you were si- seven, uh, I was seventeen. Okay. Okay. So seventeen. Say damn. Seventeen. <laughs> seven years seven, old watching loose change. Seventeen, and you combine that with pot smoking, and you mm. you you have a recipe for mental health problems. Right. Schizophrenic tendencies, depression, manic depression, mm. because you're mixing a drug that makes you paranoid with a paranoid agenda. Right. Right. I've been there many right. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So loose change, zeitgeist, Alex Jones, prison planet, Infowars. Right, that's usually the beginning for a lot of people, but it's mm. usually now it would be like the COVID agenda and the 2030 agenda and the WEF, yeah, the Great Reset, the Great Reset, and blah 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 blah. It's like, dude, like this has been going on for way longer, and it's always the end of the world. And the Mayan calendar and right, mm. like, all that stuff. So then, what happens is when they 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 start waking up and they go super dark down a deep rabbit hole. Most people are going to go through this. Most people listening will be able to relate to this. You're going to go down this deep rabbit hole, and the world is going to look rigged rigged against you. You're going to see everything. You're going to look at this bottle, and you're you're not going to see soda. You're going to see high fructose corn syrup, aspartame, you know, burning mm. out the dendrites in my brain and fluoride in my water. And everywhere you look, it's the end of the world. Mm. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, of course. Okay? After that, you're going to live there for a while. Mm-hmm. And if you have at least enough of the right influences around you, eventually you're going to get sick and tired of, of being there. Then you're going to reach for a solution. But because you've been so beat down by this psychological warfare, you're going to reach for easy solutions. Because you've been victimized, and you don't even think you've been victimized, but you have been. If you complained about not being able to go to the U.S. and then you didn't even try, you were victimized. And then after maybe you got turned away once, which literally happened maybe 5% of the time, you didn't try again in a different way, or you didn't speak to a lawyer, or you didn't try and get an exemption, then you've been victimized. You didn't... You didn't solve the problem. Mm. you just like, oh, we're not free. This is tyranny. So people see it as worse than it is. So because they've been victimized in this period of this, all these rabbit holes, okay, now they're going to look for an easy solution. And that's when all the mysticism comes in. And that's where all these bullshit beliefs of like, if everyone just gets together on the planet and meditates, then we will raise collective consciousness and the planet will resolve. Fuck no, it won't. It, I'm you're, sorry. You're bursting all my bubbles here, Dude, Corey. it's just not going to happen. Mm. While you're doing that, they are spending money on television ads, movie ads. They're buying movie producers. They're buying artists. Okay? They're paying for politicians. Okay? They're influencing food supplies. They're disrupting supply chain. And you're fucking meditating. You are living in an illusion, and you're not willing to do the fucking work. You are doing the icing on the cake stuff instead of baking the cake, instead of doing the work. That meditative stuff is like, dude, you, we need to rebuild the systems on this planet. We need to rebuild the schools on this planet. We need to rebuild the entertainment industries per se. You need to rebuild a lot. 
You need to rebuild, starting with your own life, then starting with your family, mm-hmm. then starting with your next community, your small community, getting that in check. Sports pro, you know, first starting with yourself. So your health, right? Your uh, mental acuity, which could be, nutri- which comes down to your nutrition, your bio biochemistry, right? Like I would be studying 10X health systems. Grant just bought this company mm. and they do like your gene tests and your blood tests and they find out what's going on with your methylation cycle right. that like shows you why you have ADD and why you have this and why you have, and how to correct it with, with certain uh, basic nutrients like magnesium and certain things like this. It's going viral because he helped uh, Dana White. Dana White, right? You're going to do that? Yeah, I just did it. You yeah. just did it. Yeah, I haven't got my results yet, but I did the blood work and wow. the genetics. Okay, that costs money though. So yeah. that improves your uh, aptitude. Right. Then there's, okay, improving, continuing to improve, solving this problem would be improving your own abilities, your own skills. So starting to take courses and workshops on applicable things, not hocus pocus stuff. Mm. Then improving your family, like mending relationships, taking responsibility for what you've done wrong, cleaning up the energies of your family so you can build a good stable unit and your family works towards a problem. Most people's family's issues is they they don't give the family a problem to solve. Like my wife and I are solving a problem together, so we don't nitpick each other on little shit. Like we're solving a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Our relationship and our family has a goal, and our kids will participate in that goal. So it's like, oh, we're moving here, and if they were like, oh, well, we have friends here, it's like, yeah, well, we're on a mission, and you're part, you're, you know, you're the lieutenant, so right. you're needed. Your mission is calling you. Okay, Dad, no problem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's Grant's kids. Okay, so then you get your family in order and then you get your community in order. And then if if a bunch of people do that, the ripple effects are crazy. Then your energetic stuff starts happening. But you need systems, relationships, influence, consistency to do that, right? Again, people listening will be like, oh, he doesn't know. Like I went down, like I've already had, I've already been where you are. You just haven't, I've been on this for 15 years, you know? You've been on this journey for three or four, probably five or six. Right. So they're going to go, they go down the dark rabbit holes. Then they go into the, the fluff and they get into self-love. And I'm not saying self-love is bad, but I'm saying they're, they're, they're aware that, oh my God. So at least it's, it's a good, it's part of the step. Mm-hmm. The first step is, oh my God, the world's shit. Then it's like, oh my God, I need to like get back into calm with me. Then they get in calm with themselves and they realize like, fuck, like I feel damaged. I feel hurt. I feel all these things. And it's like, okay, great. I have, I have news flash for you. The best way to solve that is not to try and solve it right now. The best way to solve that is to get some wins under your belt. Because genetically, if you can start to experience wins in your physical world with your relationships, with your career, that is important. Understand that if everyone quits their career tomorrow, global chaos. Instead of trying to fall in love with yourself right now and solve all your inner shit, you're in the mud. What you want to do is start building up some wins. And I just knew this from getting very sick. When I was sick, very, very sick, like dying sick, there would be moments where I would experience some wins and I would feel my biochemistry change. I'm like, wait a minute. Yo, I feel, I don't feel sick. Right. Like I was still like a frail and weak. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, how do I stay this guy? Because if I stay this guy, I can literally feel my guts shifting. I can literally feel my body starting to heal. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, there's there's two versions of this guy. There's loser Corey and winner Corey. I just need to snap on winner Corey. Well, how do I do that? So I started, when I was sick, I stopped rotting on the sofa and in bed, and I started taking whatever little actions I could, like little actions to get wins. And not drugs. See, that's why drugs are bad, because drugs rig your system. They convince you you've won biochemically, but you haven't. Mm. 
So they're so not we, real. So you were yeah, you were really sick. I know you lost like yeah, crazy amount of weight. You yeah, look six, like a skeleton. Six, Sixty-five pounds in a month. I lost. Wow. Yeah. And so when you're on the couch and you're like a skeleton. Yeah. What kind of little things were you doing? Like little wins. Dude, you, you want to know what little ones were? Like yeah. little like um, I noticed that our whole kitchen set for the long time, longest time, all of our knives were dull, and all of our pots were shit. So I went and bought all new pots and pans. Like I was dying, and luckily I had a little bit of money at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm a, I'm a buy new knives, and I'm buy new pots and pans. I'm gonna throw out all these old ones. I didn't have a ton of energy. I thought I you were gonna up, say I sat there I and sharpened them. the knives. No, I, I ordered new <laughs> shit and threw out all the old shit. Yeah. And then like I'm like, okay, good. That's one thing that's done. Yeah. And you, and you felt and good. And then I woke up the next day, and now that work's done. So now I get the win of it every day. Right. Right. So like, the work we wake up to is the work we left undone. So when you work and you complete something, you don't win from it once. You win from it continuously. That's why it's better than a drug. Mm, oh, I like that. Right? So when knocks you, them when off you your complete, to-do list. When you complete something of consequence, mm. then you continue to win with that. The reality you wake up in tomorrow is the one you built today. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a basic concept of and then creation. You in your body. And then all of a sudden you start to see, oh, my God, I can have effects on my environment. How far out can I stretch it? So I started with my apartment, and then I'm like, okay, good. What else can I do? Well, I could probably do five minutes of cardio. Okay, good. I could do five minutes on the bouncy trampoline. Okay, I could do, and then I started playing games with my iWatch. Where I'm like, okay, good. Now I can do eight. Now I can. I'm gonna see how long I can exercise while keeping my heart rate under one one fifty. Because hmm. anything over that at that point was like super. Like even that's probably dangerous. I was told not to do that, but uh, <laughs> told by who? People have to get to becoming effective on their environment effective right like creative effective means you create effects that's what effective means someone who's effective you put them in the environment like if we had to negotiate right now like let's say you sent me into the negotiation room and i was effective it means i created the effects Mm -hmm. that you wanted okay so people have to start becoming more effective in reality. And the big thing the right now is, is everyone's saying to do like all this inner work. And you're saying... It is still a little bit inner work because you need to build skills into the unit. If this was a Sims character, your bars are super low. Persuasion. Like, and the bars you prioritized are wrong. You've got like self-love. Self-love is not a bar. Self-love is a byproduct of everything else. Hmm. Right? Like I said, don't... You know, when you look in the mirror, stop trying to tell yourself, I love myself. Why don't you just build, first build someone you can love? That's easy. Instead of going in the mirror and be like, I love myself, okay, go get a haircut with a good barber, not super cuts, okay? <laughs> go get a haircut, get your, your beard trimmed or whatever, ladies, get your hair blown out. Go get your makeup done at a great place and, and get the data from them on how they did it mm. so that you can copy it if, if you really love the makeup, right? And then go buy yourself an outfit that fits you really well. It doesn't have to be super expensive. Then, and go exercise that day, you know, shower, sauna, you know, do some grooming, mm. then go look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. A little easier to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's superficial. It's like, no, that's called practical. That's called planet fucking Earth, okay? That's the first thing, you know? Mm. And the first steps we do is we become more effective because we have intentions for the planet. We have to learn how to affect that change. But the problem with the awake movement is I see a lot of ineffective people. It's unfortunate. It's true. It's it. And I, so I went through the, the dark rabbit hole. Then the, then I did energy work. Then I did Reiki. Then I did drugs trying to like solve this brutal monkey on my back of this 
terrible reality I didn't want to wake up to. It was like the matrix is like, put me back to sleep Mm -hmm. after you wake up to all this shit. Right. Right. So you're trying to do love work and this and that, and you want to go do ayahuasca and you want to go do mushrooms and you want your escapism. And then, Oh, you want to see people who want to move out into the mountains. And it's like, dude, that's retreat. I'm not giving up the West and going and living in the forest. I'm here to carry civilization forward. I'm here to, to get a civilization to go into space. I'm here to advance society, not retreat because I don't like the the, the war that's being waged on me. I need to push back. Mm. I'm not going to fall back. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's that's what people are going through right now. The step a lot of them are in now is, okay, they're snapping out of the doom and gloom, and now they're getting into, they're looking for solutions, which is a really cool step. But they're looking for way too easy of a solution. They don't want to do the real work. And the real work is you live on a monetary planet, that's not going away anytime soon. And even if there's a digital currency, even if we lose that battle, and we might, just being honest, we might lose that battle. Are you prepared to lose that battle? I'm prepared to lose it. Just means I have to live super clean, super ethical, and play by the stupid new rules until I can win. Like I'm, I'm willing to experience whatever is necessary in order to take back the West. And that might take a decade. Like that's the commitment that it takes. I sound like a fucking fundamentalist, but this is this is how it. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm not shocked when things continue to regress. Like we're on a chessboard, right? And they're winning. Like COVID was a win for them. This was a win, but they are losing round two. They are making constant mistakes. Like we are taking. Okay, we just took a few of your pawns. Okay, we just took your rook. Okay, we just took your bishop. Mm-hmm. Right? They are definitely losing some ground in certain areas for sure. But. Um, back to it is like people are going to reach for solutions and they need to know monetary. They need to know money, period. And they don't know anything about money. And they got all these ideas about money, right? I did this, I did this exercise with your group, right? Mm. Money won't make you uh, happy, right? Yeah. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, success is a journey, not a destination. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, these bullshit. things are just implanted in our minds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Money isn't everything. Okay, do what you love. Love. Yeah. I'm doing the do voice what you now too. Love? Fucking do what you love. Said every person who reached a level in their life where um, they were roadblocked or got sold on a path they shouldn't have gone down. Right? But do what you love is a kind of an indulgent way of living. It's a little selfish, isn't it? Mm. Like it, you want all your bricklayers to say do what you love? You, mm, yeah like, good point like where, where, where do you draw the line right where do you draw like you're not thinking practically do something that has that is of purpose like stop stop like stop invalidating your contribution to society because you got told you didn't love it because society is on a dwindling spiral right now society is not a stoic S- society is epicurean which means society is obsessed with pleasure that's the sign of a dwindling society, and that's where that idea of do what you love came from. Do what the village could benefit from. The cobbler, the guy putting together a shoe, he had purpose in that. People couldn't have shoes without him. Mm-hmm. The guy, the farmer, you can tell all the corn farmers and all, you know, all the uh, all the dairy farmers and all uh, do what you love. You think he loves every minute of that? I'm sure they love the the product. <laughs> like, where do you draw the line? Where yeah. you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Do what you love. What a bullshit prospect. That's for people who have literally been damaged and are hurt, and now they want to recharge 
and that's what they're going to go do for a while. And some people it works, but that's not a an axiom to live life by for everybody. Mm. Now you can get so good at something of value that and provide that value in such abundance that you can do what you love. So it's okay to do what you love, but are you willing to exchange for that privilege? That's a privilege, right? So if I get so good at producing a roofing company and my roofing company creates roofs for all of the, let's say society starts turning around and everyone starts having lots of babies, which is what we want. Okay. There's no deep, there's no population problem on planet or that's a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, the population starts climbing and we, we need housing. There's a housing shortage, which there is. And you create a roofing company, right? In the beginning, you're going to be very consumed with that roofing company, but you get that roofing company built and it employs hundreds of people and it produces tens of thousands of roofs, you know, uh, for the country every decade. And you're very proud of that. It employs people. It solves a problem for society. And you put executives and leaders in place. Now you're free. You did the full job. Now you can do what you love. No problem. Mm. You've paid your dues. <clears throat> but to say to people at a young age who have not paid their dues to society that did nothing to contribute to this country, that did nothing to contribute except literally suck money out of the system with their college education and, and suck money out of the, the system with their high school education, they've done nothing to tell them do what you love. It's like, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like you have to, like we have, you want to keep this system going? Like things need to get done around here. You take it for granted. 200 years ago, if you didn't, if you didn't do your job, you, you starved in the winter. You want to go mm. back to that? Cause that's where we're fucking headed. Right. Right. I'm just, people aren't fucking real. They, they yeah, like, yeah. Dude, they're not awake, man. Honestly, like I just don't <laughs> be a dick. That's like, you're not awake. So anyway, this, hold on. I want to. This is get why you're so great at these events because yeah. people are just uh, they go on an emotional ride with you, or they're yeah. pissed off at first. Oh, they're the, still a little pissed right now. <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna get them there though. Just keep listening. Please don't hang up. And at the end, uh, yeah, at the end, you're cheering. I mean, that's what happens in the live events. Yeah. At the end, people are like, "Yes, yes." Yeah. And then everyone's so, lining up to hug you. Afterwards. Okay, so it's so it's okay to do what you love, but you you earn that by exchanging um, with society. You solve a problem for society. Right, you provide great value, and you do what you love. And if you get so good at it, you don't take it home with you at night. Right, you get so good at a job, you won't take it home with you. Right, the guy who cuts grass. You know, sometimes I used to envy him when I was building my company. I would walk outside, and there's the landscapers outside, and the guy's got his music in, and he's like edging the the gardens, and he's cutting grass, and him and his other, you know, couple other guys with a ride and mower. And the pickup truck and, you know, they're drinking their coffees. I'm like, oh, I fucking envy you. And they're looking at me in my suit and tie maybe and, oh, look at that guy going into his Cadillac and oh, we envy him. It's like, well, that's weird, isn't it? Hmm. It's like I envy you because I don't see stress. And you envy me because you see like uh, material shit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the only reason I was envying them, I figured it out. Like what's the principle for why I would envy that? And it's like, well, at the end of the day, they don't take that work home with them. But at the time, I was taking this burden home with me every night because I didn't know what I was doing at work, right? I couldn't solve the problems. I didn't have enough money coming in. My business was like literally running out of money, okay? Um, I didn't know how to close deals correctly. We didn't know how to service the clients correctly. Like it was a really hard time in my life. And I'm, then you take that work home with you and you're like fucking laying in bed and you're like, you can't sleep and you're with your kids, but you're not really with your kids because there's a whole portion of your mind trying to resolve this thing that you didn't solve at work that day. Right. Okay. 
so then you look at the guy who's cutting grass, you're like, well, what a simple life. That'd be great. Well, if that dude didn't know how to use a weed whacker and that dude didn't know how to start the mower and that dude didn't know how to edge a garden, he would be pretty stressed too. And he would go home and be like, fuck, I'm going to lose my job. Like I keep messing up the gardens and I keep, you know, I keep uh, ruining blades on the lawnmower. I'm going to lose my, he would, he would be going through the same issue. Mm-hmm. So for us in life, it's like this whole work-life balance thing and do what you love usually comes from people who didn't know how to solve a problem in their business life, career life, whether it was interpersonal, whether it was inter like political within the side of the company, they didn't know how to navigate the world of politics of of business. They didn't understand the administration, the know-how, the management, because they've been convinced that it's, you can't know these things. It's like, no, you can, you study the 1%, you study the best people in the field and you take their data and their knowledge, but that's work and it's uncomfortable and it costs money. And instead of spending money on, do what you love on, on drinks on Saturday night, you have to spend your money on a course. But eventually you spend enough money on courses and studying the top 1% in your field. You get so good at work that work doesn't stress you out anymore. You don't need the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you have such built such a good skill set that now you become a manager or an executive. And now you're creating positive ripples. Your company's in profitabilities and in, in increase employs more people. All of a sudden, economically, your whole area starts doing better. And if everybody was doing that, the whole system would work out and get smoother and everything would, would be awesome, mm-hmm. right? This is how societies improve, is the citizens have to improve their skill sets. Unfortunately, our schools are dishing out garbage and political propaganda and not real education, not real skills. Right. So that's how we solve how we got here. How we got here is our education system has been shit for a really long time, and now you're starting to see the side effects. And I got one last thing and we can wrap because I know you got somebody coming in. I honestly, I could just sit and listen to you talk all day, bro. Yeah. And this is a good, when I don't have full lung capacity, yeah. this is a good day because I could just sit and listen. <laughs> yeah. So last thing, okay? So check this out. All right. So I, remember how I said the deer? We, I never finished that. So the deer knows to run from the bear. Right. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So, and I'm reading this right now. I'm studying this material. Okay. So um, we have different levels of our mind. I'm not talking about the brain. Okay. I'm not concerned with structure here, just the function. Mm-hmm. And the mind is not a physical unit. It doesn't, like, look at a cat right now. So picture a cat in your head, mm-hmm. cat, a cat in your mind. You got one? Yep. Hey, what color is it? Black. Yeah, of course it is. Okay, right, I've right. got your picture. So um, it's black, right? Uh, is that in your head? Where'd you see that? No, it's in my, it's my mind. Cool. It's, it's, uh, somewhere. It's floating somewhere. Right? And, yeah. who's, and who saw it? Who did the looking, right? Right, I, I make mean, me? Yeah, sure. Right. right. Okay. I got spirit. Yeah. Spirit. I always we have a ready for a trick question here. Yeah, right. <laughs> spirit did the looking. Okay. Yeah. Mind did the mock up. Yeah. It did the drawing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Spirit did the looking. Mind did the picture. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's analytical mind. Then there's reactive mind, what people call the subconscious. Okay. That's uh that it operates at a very stupid level. It's all pattern recognition. Mm. Okay. And it's designed to protect you from fucking injury, pain, painful emotion, et cetera. So far, so good? Yeah. Okay. The Now, that, that reactive mind that we have, this subconscious mind, incorrect word, um, it's, you know, it's full of all sorts of, all of the recordings of pain and unconsciousness and bullshit that have happened earlier in your life. And it tries to prevent you from re-experiencing that shit again. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is why people self-sabotage. It's why people, you know, will keep themselves away from a situation. It's why people get, like, super nervous before certain public speaking, things like this, right? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so the other aspect is the species itself. So a deer has its own programming built into the deer, into the genetics of the deer, okay? And that deer knows that when it sees fire to run away. It has never seen a fire in its life. But the reactive minds of all of its predecessors predecessors have burned into the genetic um, material. Fire equals death, mm. destruction, no food, right? No food supply, etc. Okay? And information so, gets passed down. From an animal that was injured from the flames, right? So uh, being so you and I um, – Let's say, you know, we'll, we'll continue with the deer. So deer experiences bear. Mm -hmm. This deer has never seen a bear, but it knows because what's burned into its genetic uh, material gets passed on through lineage. So there's... It's wild. It's, it's group, group reactivity mm. in the deer. There's reactivity programmed into the deer. Now, if we... And that's why they say it's a wild animal, mm. right? Versus a domesticated animal. Right. Okay, the programming is different. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. Domesticated animals, it's a different set of programming built into the DNA. So the animal doesn't fear humans. It doesn't try and attack humans. You got it? Got it. Okay. Yes. So far, so good. Okay. Um, humans have the same shit. Okay. But our time track is not made up of just animals, although that's there. And it's not just made up of runaway from forest fires. Our genetic entity has experienced tyranny, war, oppression, racism, division, poverty, famine, like, got it, like disease. Mm -hmm. And that exists within our genetic reactive programming. That's why groupthink is so dangerous. Groupthink is mobs, revolts, revolutions. All of this has existed within the, the scope of man. And it goes way back further, way further back than, than people think. Mm. Like if you don't think, if you don't, if people who don't acknowledge that things like Atlantis and previous civilizations just, they're just plugged into the wrong data. They're plugged into the scholars that are here to perpetuate a lie, mm. right? Right. So this goes back eons. Mankind goes back a very long time, way longer than they want you to believe. We've just blown this planet up quite a few times, mm. okay? So in our genetic DNA is a reactive set of programming that has nothing to do with kid individually, it has to do with humans, okay? Now, you so far so good. Yeah, I'm with okay. you, yes. So how the elite work is they're trying to put you in fear, okay? It's one of the ways they control population. I talk about this at your thing. I'm going to talk about it in Vancouver as well. They try and put you into fear. By putting you into fear, they lower your analytical mind, okay? When you're in fear, the, the more afraid you are, okay, the less analytical power you have, Right, and the more reactive power there is, and the reactive power you're not really in control of. It's mm. just circuitry programming, okay? So the issue is how the elite are working is they're purposely pressing buttons, creating scenarios and stories to get your mind to freak, to, to literally panic that genetic programming to turn on so that you fucking panic thinking things are like you're a deer and they're they're putting in the air bear scent mm. and, and you're a deer and they're putting in the air smoke mm. and you're a deer and they're putting in the there is no real fire there is a fire but it's not really a threat to you and there is a bear somewhere 
and it's not really a threat to you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just that's how they do with the news. That's why they do right. And they get the deer to fucking panic and freak the fuck out. Now, when the deer is panicked and freaking the fuck out, its digestive system shuts down. You know that, right? You ever scare a deer? It'll shit and it'll run. Mm. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And it won't. Eat, it wow. can't eat. It's not going to eat. Mm. Right. And if we can wear that deer down by continuing to scare it and freak it out and getting it to run here and run there, it eventually becomes malnourished and confused, and it starts making mistakes, and then we can corner it, and then we can kill it. Wow. Okay? So, so, with, so with human beings, what they're doing essentially is they're getting you, and what happens too is like the deer starts identifying everything as a potential threat. Any movement, when that program is keyed in, when the bear program is keyed in, any movement to it is bad. Anything, any movement is fucking threat. So then the mind identifies as the reactive mind, not the analytical mind. The analytical mind is smart. That's you. That's your analytical ability to like differentiate. No, that's just some, that's just some, uh, some bushes blowing. But you know when you've been afraid in the dark and walking through the forest at night, you see moving, you, your, your heart starts pounding. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, got it? Okay. Humans have that on a much deeper level. The human body, the human bloodline has that on a much deeper level. That includes things like tyranny, war, poverty, like um, disease, like all these different things. So what they're trying to do is get the population to literally panic the way they would based on their programming. Because at the time, what happened was we mocked up s solutions to those problems eons ago. And those solutions are pretty stupid because they include war and violence and right all these things that don't really work. Okay. And they want those programs to key in so they take over you and you become violent and you become destructive and you become not productive and you're running from place to place, acting confused, acting worn out. Your, your, your system's not working correctly. You can't relax. And you see everything as dangerous. Mm -hmm. You see Elon Musk, no matter how much he does good now, you still see him as bad. Mm. Oh, well, he said something about uh, cyber links or whatever, right? The whole right. fucking cyber link. Right. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they see they see everything he does as evil. Meanwhile, it's like, dude, just bought Twitter. Dude's fighting for free speech. Like they're not adding up analytically. Okay, maybe he's got some bad, but there is a lot of good. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's all a show. Okay, well, you're just a deer that's seeing everything as a bear. Mm. Right? Gotcha. So this is how, this is what they're doing. It's like augmented reality. That's the matrix, dude. You literally think the whole world's ending. You're fucking still asleep. Mm. You just woke up, but you woke up at a daisy dream and you woke up into a nightmare. There's another layer, a couple layers to go. This is how they scare the fuck out of you, right? And you're now consumed with the bear and the forest fire instead of the berries and finding a mate and furthering. Because their goal is depopulation. So mm. if they can make you afraid and scared, you're not going to be concerned with building a good life for your kids. You're not going to be concerned with, I should have three kids because it's good for the civilization. I, could, I should level up and I should skill up and I should make more money and I should be a better member of community. You're going to be consumed with fighting a war that's, you're going to lose anyway. Mm. This is this is this is how this is how they're doing it. Yeah. And my message is there's no one stopping you right now from getting better and leveling up and that's what they don't want you to do. They don't want you skilling up. They don't want you improving your influence. They don't want you making more money. The whole way to to combat this whole thing, if you want to know the way out is learn how to make more money than your inflation the, increase your income faster than inflation increases and you'll work your way out. And dude. that's personally. And that, that, dude, we're just touching on this. Like, I'm going to release a whole course. So I've already started recording um, School of the 1% Academy. And I'm going to release this data. But, like, 
you're I'm sorry. I'm just like you're not awake. Please don't and please don't message me saying you're awake and I need to wake up. Yeah. Because I'm like I can I'm still using my analytical mind when I'm like oh I look at Elon I'm like okay dude's got a couple things that he is probably not very clear on that he's maybe been influenced or he has some false data on, but look at this good laundry list of positive things. You're like, no, you need to wake up. I'm like, no, dude, I'm using my analytical mind. You're using your reactive mind. Mm -hmm. You're identifying everything as as evil, and I'm actually capable of nuanced thinking. I'm capable of differentiating. You're canceling the guy for everything, and I'm capable. I'm I'm calm enough because I'm winning in life to make a differentiation here. We're not playing on the same level, bro. Yeah, you're using your deer mind. I'm using. I'm, I'm interested in humping, making new deer babies, getting some berries. You know. Oh, so anyway, we have somebody waiting for the podcast studio. I know. I hate that one I when just, I know someone's trying I to get in here. I just dumped a four-hour podcast into forty-five. That was incredible. Minutes, so people should probably listen to it more than once. But uh, this is why I tried not to talk too much. I yeah, want to interrupt. Yeah. I mean, dude, this planet, this planet, the yeah. positive message, man. Yeah, the system's not going the right way. The system's still rolling. The roads are still paved. The pipes are still on, you know, your water still works, the electricity's still going, the internet's still going. Still food, food at stores, the grocery still store. Still food at the grocery stores. Yeah. Let's take our life to the next level. There's no one stopping you from leveling up, you know, taking some courses, improving your business ability, improving your value to society. Improve your value to society, society improves. All of us do that. That's when you get the ripple effect. Come see Corey live May uh, 27th. May 27th, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm flying back from Toronto just for that. Dude, I, I'm so flattered you make time because mm. I, I know what your schedule's like and it's uh, pretty insane. It is. So, uh, dude, brother, thank you, man. This yeah, has brother. been great. That's good. Awesome. Corey Cheers. George, everybody.